Hey, ha- hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, my daughter's birthday is this weekend, and I put like too much on my plate with like making all the food for her. So I've been mm-hmm. like, busy running around for like all week. So I'm like <laughs> almost at crash mode, but I'm just still getting stuff ready. I'm right there with you, almost at crash mode. So I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> right, right. So um, I'm excited for our topic today because um, I just like I just didn't know anxiety was like so like not an issue that's not talked about so freely. Oh yes, yes. And maybe my eyes are just like now more aware of like just what I'm reading and like absorbing and I'm just like whoa like the, like it's not being talked about some people talk about it but it's very like hidden mm-hmm. um, and like before we got on the phone here for the podcast I was like looking up social phobia and I was like seeing that there's so many different ones and then I looked I saw there is um specific I believe it is phobia mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I think I might have this when it comes to, like, going to, like, the anticipation to going somewhere, like, mm-hmm. freaking out or, like, having to, you know, go to the bathroom before I leave just to make sure, like, I'm okay when I go out in public and, like, and I'm trying to, like, switch my mind o- away from that because it's, like, I can't live in that fear. Right. So, it was just, like, I think it's awesome that you brought this topic, you know, to my attention because it's making me realize a little bit more about like who I am. Yes. And like I mentioned in the um our last uh phone conversation um you know social like I said for a long time I didn't even know social phobia was a thing. Um and it took I'd say I probably when I went and finally got diagnosed with that, or I believe through talking with my therapist, um, she first introduced me to it. Um, and then I went to go see my family doctor to see his thoughts on it and see if there were things that he noticed within me, um, that that would be true for me that I have social phobia. So I'd say that was, um, probably about, 1920. Wow. And you've done that since you were five. So it's like 15 years. Right. Right. Yep. So since that time, you know, I'm still like, I think I have a pretty good understanding of how, how it affects me because that's the thing, you know, even with anxiety, um, uh, how each person is affected by it and how they respond, it it will vary. There will be, similarities um but it could definitely vary uh I know with some people um like they only experience social phobia if it's something that where they're going somewhere where they're going to kind of be center of attention mm-hmm. uh, and then there's some people who experience social phobia um it doesn't matter any time that they're around people that they like yeah. the that they don't know um you know and that could be going to the grocery store that could be going to the gas station that could be going to the laundry mat to work even um 
Yeah, no, you're right. Like, um, I was like when I was looking up online just to see like how social phobia kind of breaks down and you know, is it um like a a disease or is it is it not like disease to me sounds very serious. Like it, mm-hmm. and and not to say social phobia is not serious, but I mean like um social phobia, I guess. I mean, it can be life threatening, yes. But once I think when you like grasp a little bit more and like you do research, you get curious, like you had gotten and like how I had gotten before we had talked today. Um, then you start to like realize, like okay, like I'm not as different from someone else, but like I am still a little different. But like everyone has a, a type of anxiety or phobia of some type of level, and that like it's it's kind of mind like blowing and boggling because it's like as I'm going through with what you're just talking about, like the non-specific situations and then the specific objects or situations that you are put into is like a total different type of anxiety and phobia. And then right. like social phobia, what like I would like to know, like, you know, how, like what you're, what happens to you in those situations? Um, because I feel like reading through the list, like I'm more of the specific phobia because um I have the triggers by the um, anticipation of going somewhere or doing something where I'm going to be in front of other people and potentially the center of attention at some point. You know, I don't want to stutter. I don't want to come up short on right. myself. I want to come prepared and, and educated like I am. But when you're put on the spot or like you're in a room where you don't know anybody, it can be like you just want to crawl up in the corner and be like, I'm here, but I'm not here. Right, right. And now I would like to point out too, um, now I understand why in our first conversation you said um, you think that you have social phobia, but you really feel like it's more just being nervous. Um, And and people that uh, only experience social phobia in the certain settings that you just mentioned, it's easy for them to just say, well, that's just nerves and everybody has that, you know? It, it can be very, um, it's very easy for one to downplay it. Yeah, um, dismiss it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And for my experience, like I said, you know, um, I say, I would say that I feel far more confident with understanding anxiety than I do social phobia. I am still learning um, what settings I can be in or, or what situations um, make it more heightened than on an average day. But I, I would, st- from my experience in, in, in what I observed with it, um, I would definitely say that social phobia is not a disease. It is a condition of right. other illnesses dealing with the mind right yeah you're completely right it's a mental health condition that's what I loved about reading it you know because it it, like I told like disease just sounds like like no one can come back from it you know but Mm -hmm. this is a mental health condition to where you you can have if you're educated and if you if you're able to get to know yourself and know who you are and recognize when you have those moments like you're doing like Cause I'm just now, you know, exercising this, you know, so I'm not very knowledgeable about it. I can just speak to like, what have I, I've experienced and I'm like, Oh, those weren't nerves. That was me having anxiety. Right. And so like, for instance, I went to 
um, a women's networking thing last night, Toledo um, Talktales, and I was, like, super excited, and I just, like, trying to, like, change my mindset from, like, going in and being nervous and, like, sitting, like, with the person that I knew. I sat with someone I didn't even know, made my own table, networking. I just, but I, I prepared myself for it because I know how I get in a situation. So I had to be, like, lots of positive self-talk and, like, mental talk and just, like, positive thinking and saying, I want to make friends. I want to get out there. I want to be profitable with my business. And this is what I have to do. And it's going to be fine because you're going to be yourself. Right. And that's really uh, what it takes to um, not become a hermit crab in your own house. You really have to tell yourself that. You really have to commit to believing that and applying it once you get to whatever setting it is that's making you um, or has made you in the past not be successful in that setting. you know, it almost makes me wonder, like, what the statistical, like, percentage of the people that have a mental health condition and they just stay in their house, like, who, like, and they don't, they don't, they can't go outside. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. just, it makes me so, it makes me curious, like, because I want to help those people. I don't want people to, like, be inside and not enjoying their life. Like, they were put on this earth for a purpose. And it's right. not to sit in your house and, and right. be afraid. Right. You know, and that's why I say social phobia is definitely a condition because I feel like mine is the way it is because of the trauma and the letdown with other human beings that were in my life, whether they were super close to me, whether they were immediate family, whether they were just people um, at school or whatever, you know, it built a fear of humans like it was like humans are so unpredictable and they're hurtful they're they're destructive you know so when I would go outside of my house that's all I could focus on you know I was like well I'm going to a place I don't know you know like people are unpredictable um like I just said they're destructive you know I I don't want to be involved in that you know right um you're already setting like a premonition for what it was going to be like before you had experienced it. Right, right. No, and that was my, that was anxiety playing a part in that. That was PTSD playing a part in that. And, you know, so that's why I said in our first conversation that social phobia is the sister. And it's the sister to many things. It could be the sister to de- to uh, depression. It could be the sister to anxiety. It can, you know, anything. I, I feel like, um, when your mind is altered in a way that it's working against you and making you believe um, something other than reality, other issues are going to arise from that, whether that be another mental issue or whether that be a uh, body issue. Because I mentioned in our first conversation that these things can be, your mind can become so unhealthy that it starts to make your body unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not just a, a um, you know, an imagination. You making it up. No, you know, your body will be affected by it. So, uh, yeah, you know, no, I agree with that. Like from my situation of working in retail and being in management, like you get kind of sucked into. You have to be present at all the time, and like if you have to go to the bathroom, like you don't want to leave the floor. You know what I'm saying? And and that's right. not healthy for you to have that pressure and you know not being recognized for the hard work you do and then you know constantly just wanting more and more and more from you and you're just like 
I'm working at my optimal best, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, you, and then your mind starts just because of the inconsistency of how you're sleeping. Like a lot of things start shifting, like from my experience and just like not making sense. And then your mood's in a different state of mind, you know? And you're, you're not wanting to go to work because you work in a toxic work environment. And, right. and then you're so stuck because like, I'm thinking I need the money. I need to pay my bills. I have things to do. Like This is what I was supposed to be doing. And then, you know, I told you about on the first episode, my mom telling me, you know, how kind of she could tell it was like sucking the life out of me and my soul. And I was like, I didn't see this. And so when I started talking more to other people that are my mentors and getting their feedback on things, I'm like, okay, this is starting to make sense. Like, this isn't my forever. I don't need to be here this isn't healthy for me I need to take a risk and you know I might be broke right now but I'm still here I'm still doing what my passion is I'm not working for somebody else I'm pursuing my own dream and my own path that God set for me versus me being like I need to have this in order to provide for that right right and and I just want to point out you know the other night you mentioned how uh, yeah, you were having these feelings and these thoughts, but you continue to push through and it's, and you know, you had a, a, a wonderful evening. I imagine, you know, you learned some things, you met some people, new people, you networked, you know, it was a great time. And it's those small victories. It's moments like that where you really push yourself to say, no, I am going to go out and feel comfortable being social. Feel I'm going to feel comfortable being in this new setting, um, doing new things and possibly even being the center of attention. Um, when you do that, you get these small victories and, you know, I'm not saying that the next time you attempt to do this, that you'll be successful. You know, the, right. the, I, I don't think anybody should go into it thinking that, you know, just because you have one good successful time um, doesn't mean that the next time will. And that also means don't be discouraged. Just understand that it worked for you that one time, you know, and this time maybe there was other factors or other things that contributed to why I wasn't so successful. But you know what? That's just motivation for that third time for you to really make that happen. And it's just, it's like um, a back and forth with it, honestly. Like, um, you know, it's been about, I'd say, like I said, I discovered, you know, that I was experiencing social phobia at 20. I'm 31 now. So, you know, that's 11 years. And some days I, I could even have days. Now I could even have a week where I can continually put myself um, in large crowds um, or just going to the grocery store by myself. But I had to put in a lot of work to even get to where I am today, where I could have days where I could do that or a full week and I can do that. And then the next following week, I may be like, uh-uh, no, I can't right. do it. You know, and I don't, I don't, you know, at first I used to beat myself up about it. Like, geez, you know, like, come on, you either get this right or you don't, you know, now, cause I understand it a little bit more. I'm like, no, last week I, I just need to stay positive. Last week for a whole week, I was able to do it. If I can't do it this week, that's okay. Because I was coming from a place of, I couldn't, I couldn't do it at all. And, and, right. You know? Most of what I had to do in a day's time, I could not do. Now, at least maybe out of 10 things, I could do five things. Or out of five things, That's I awesome. can do two things, you know? 
Yeah. And for me, like, I don't know if you're, you know, you said that you're just now discovering um, social phobia within yourself. So I imagine that you don't know all of your triggers and you don't know all of your responses. No, um, absolutely not. Like, right. and like, I don't know. And that's why I'm trying to like, when situations happen and I maybe I act out or something, then I'm like, why did I get that way? What, you know, what triggered me? What was the tone in the voice that, you know, might have irritated me? Or um, why did I act this way? Why didn't I go do the same, do the thing I wanted to do that I know I should do to take charge, but right now I just can't, you know? And it's just, right. I, yeah, I don't know yet. Well, I want to, I want to commend you because what you're doing right there, asking those questions and, and, and having one question and another question and another question, that's exactly what you should be doing. Because as I mentioned in the first um, phone conversation, the only way anybody is going to be able to beat any demon or or, um, suffering that they may be going through is they have to know themselves. You have to really understand you and understand, like you just said, why did I respond this way? What was going on in this moment? What was going on a couple hours ago that may have caused what happened two hours later? Right. Um, It's like you you really need to slow down. Like, you don't, like, I guess. So for me, um, I'm like, have so much energy. Like, I could be up from like 5 a.m. until like 2 a.m. Just like being busy with like doing work and all this stuff. And then like go to sleep for maybe four hours and wake up. But like, that's not good for my body. So I get seven to eight hours sleep now. But Mm -hmm. with having all of that energy, um, I forgot, I like lost my train of thought. What What would you just say? Um, well, you were saying how, uh, you, um, couldn't, or you weren't getting much sleep or you were, or having more, you were spending from X amount of time to this time having all this energy. And I think you were saying how you weren't getting enough sleep, but then now you are. Right. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was, I had a point to it because what you had said before that, but it'll mm-hmm. come to me. Um, but I hate when that happens, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me all the time because, like, my mind's always going. Yeah, like, that's a good idea. And then I'm like, oh, this over here. And then I'm like, what was that good idea? Oh, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know all my triggers, and I'm glad that I'm doing it now. I'm glad that I took the faith path versus stability I guess you would say because mm-hmm. being who you are and whatever people want to say is weird or quirky or like not like them that is awesome you should be that way you should be exactly the way you would like to be and where and be who you are as long as you're comfortable with yourself but you're also being aware of yourself too I feel like that's like my goal is just to be more aware in the situation that I put myself in because there's a lot of stuff I want to do and I have to make sure that you know no matter who I'm talking to that I feel as comfortable as I possibly can and I can only achieve that by working on myself right yes um now I guess there there was a plus along in my journey and that plus is I've always been the type of person 
Um, I am a Scorpio and we do spend a lot of time knowing ourselves. And that is not being said in a selfish way. It's being aware of ourself mm-hmm. in, 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 in every aspect possible. Um, so because I already had that in me, um, when learning about anxiety and social phobia, I didn't have to struggle in that area of, um, well, how do, how do I start paying attention, more attention to myself? How do I really start understanding myself, you know, because there really are people out here who really don't know too much about themselves. And I know that sounds funny, but I mean, that makes complete sense. I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, I feel like me and you both are aware of ourselves Mm -hmm. and so no, you're completely right. That's, I mean, those are the people that are lost and that's, they need to hear this. They need to, they need to be around people. They need to like get something in the mail to be like, you are enough. Can you show people who you are? <laughs> like, right, right, <laughs> right. And I mean, uh, you ask somebody that and there's literally someone out here that'll say, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, let's think about it. How like we're, we're asked that pretty much in um, interviews. You know, tell me about yourself. People I mean, mess up time. I play basketball. I um, listen to, you know, R&B music. I'm in a uh, swimming group or something. You know, whatever it is. It's like, no, that's not that's not what I was asking, you know. And they can't answer it properly because they, they, they have no idea who they are. They only know what they enjoy. They don't know who they are. You know, what someone else has told them that they should be right. a, like yeah. doing or be excited about. Yep. And, you know, you know, I hate to keep repeating it, but if you don't know yourself, how can you start to heal yourself? You know, it just, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, you're, you're definitely not going to do it in the most effective, efficient way. Right. So you're going to prolong your journey. That, and, you know... My goal has always been, you know, I'm, you know, I think we'll always be in a, in a phase of healing, you know, but I want to have more of like a positive healing. And then instead of right now, I kind of feel like I'm in a negative healing because I'm trying to undo a lot of stuff that has been covered up or, um, misunderstood or, uh, even denied that should, be, that should be good at seen as a good thing because now you're recognizing i mean that's what i'm going through because mm-hmm. like i like i can't blame retail and the environment that i put myself in i applied for the job but i could have been more of myself to to differentiate myself to realizing it sooner and i could be mad at myself for that or i could be thankful that I had the support system that told me, you know, it's okay. You can do it. We believe in you. We support you. And I, and just listening more to, to what people are saying to me or, you know, negative or positive. And I always look at the negative instead of looking at the positive. And so when I look at the negative, I would get down to myself. I would be thinking like, I'm not good enough why is this happening to me why you know when I was single like why don't I have um a boyfriend like why can I have this love is it not for me can I not be lovable and then I started finding myself more you know Mm -hmm. realizing like I don't need someone to fulfill my needs I need to work myself I need to 
figure out what it is I need to do in order to be happy and fulfilling those things and achieving them and continually doing them to make sure that they don't slip. And I now, now it's like my mind because now it's like I'm in a different, I'm matured now. I'm in a different situation. I'm in a transition and, and trying to find myself more on a deeper mindset. So I think that that's a good thing that you're actually reflecting back because then you can then figure out your triggers, I would assume, between those those um, moments, those interactions or whatever the, the scenario was and how they align and what might have happened. Right. I, I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's in a negative way. That's it's You're working on the, the problem. You're trying to find the solution. No, most definitely being aware um, and, and even um, being in a position to start healing yourself and start um, wanting to be aware. Oh, yes, that's most definitely positive. What I'm saying is the things that I'm healing mm. are not positive things. And so... Oh. Yeah, I would like to get to a point where I'm healing positive things, you know, like I'm just continuing to grow, continuing to advance. Right now, I'm working on things that aren't so pleasant. I Um, gotcha. I I understand now. Yeah. And like with me with social phobia, um, one of the largest triggers for me, something that will automatically set it off. And sometimes I don't have control like it, it, you know. And that's just the reality too. You know, some every day you're not going to have control of these things. Um, and he, you will put up an honest effort to control it, but that the mind is a very powerful thing. Yes. Um, but large crowds, large crowds for me cannot do it. Um, especially if it's mixed with large crowds and loud talking or loud music. Um, and it's not, you know, cause I can go to a concert or a play, you know, and the volume is loud, but it's like, is it a controlled loud or is it just an obnoxious loud? Now, if it's an obnoxious loud mixed with the large crowd, can't do it. And how I respond when that social phobia shows up is I get angry. I get very angry. Um, I almost, I well, not I almost, I also kind of black out like, I mean, I know I'm somewhere um, and I know, you know, what I'm there for, but I'm also kind of, I'm not conscious. I'm not conscious definitely of being positive or uh, being polite. Um, Anger kicks, kicks in. That is what my body and my mind does to protect me when I feel a tremendous amount of social phobia, which really, um, if, you know, to simplify it for people, um, that really is fear. Um, it really is a heightened um, feeling of feeling uncomfortable. And so how I respond, like I said, is anger. Does everyone respond like that? Absolutely not. Um, you, uh, Some people are the complete opposite. They're on the total other end of this where they shut down and get quiet. And some people will mistake them as being shy or, you know, um, very isolated. So, you know, so people, people will respond differently. Um, but I have paid attention to myself, uh, very well to know that I get, I get angry and it's an, it's a very instant thing. I can go from being excited that I'm going to this place or 
doing or outside the house doing activity to immediately being angry with a mixture of being fearful, being uncomfortable and and it'll show in my body language, it'll show I will say things verbally that anybody around me will know immediately that oh that oh she's angry. Now, only close people would know she's angry because the social phobia showed up and she's feeling uncomfortable in this large crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that don't know me very, very well or if at all, they'll just think that I'm angry. Um, but yes, I will. My body language, what happens with that is um, I, I'm, I'm going to pull everything in close to me, my limbs. Um, I'm going to move myself maybe to a corner of the room or move myself to the biggest opening. I am always looking for the biggest amount of space that is vacant. You know, nobody is in it. Um, So if, say I'm in a large, I'm at a, a building and it's a large crowd, but there is a section, I have spotted a section where there's enough distance between me and somebody else. Right, you like you got your strategy like for escape. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, because sometimes, um, you know, I do have some control, and I can say, well, I really don't want to show my anger to these people. Like, I I just don't want to do it. It's not what how I want to come off in this setting. So I'm already looking for other strategies so it doesn't get to that point. Um, and one of those being, well, where is the largest space open where I'm at? And wherever that is, I go immediately. And, and I, as soon as- I like applaud you for knowing that because I mean not to cut you off but like I've gotten like that in concerts like and, I'm, and now that you explain it to me I'm like well yeah because I'm like I'm like why did I get angry like I I was at a concert like okay. duh, people are gonna be like in your space but I don't want them in my space you know and it's like at that time, I didn't know that I was experiencing anxiety and fear coming together. I was just thought that I was being annoyed by people around me. Right. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, I definitely thought that too. I thought, well, I, you know, people do annoy me, so that must be what it is, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when 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 you're when you're, it's constantly happening. And, and especially in those moments, like you say, I'm at a concert, I should be happy. I should be excited to be here. How do you go from that to angry? You know, just at, at a snap of a finger. Like, how does, what what happened? When that starts happening over and over again, that's when you, you have no choice but to question it. Like, okay, this ain't just me being annoyed. You know, this ain't just me, you know, not really caring to socialize with people. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm responding. Something is setting me off and I'm responding this way. And, you know, like I said, you know, you're going to go through the motions. You're going to go, you're, you're not going to know what your strategies are or how to deescalate you from getting to whatever bad points you don't want to get to. Because like I said, every individual is going to respond differently. Some may not get aggressive and angry, you know, but they may still be like, but I don't want to, you know, curl up in my shell or start crying. Some get emotional. I mean, I, I do too, you know obviously anger but what I mean is some people may even cry you know just start crying out of nowhere like they're or hyperventilating that's another thing um yeah Yeah, I mean I was reading that with like kids like how to read the signs of them having anxiety and I was like yeah wow 
Panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Um, those are two very different things. They will uh, affect, affect your body differently. Um, sometimes, or no, not sometimes. Um, I know that that's a common area that is confusing for people to read in themselves because yeah, the symptoms to ask you what's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, there's a, there's a, there's a variety of ways somebody can either verbally respond to to um, a trigger or physically respond to it. Um, also, when I'm walking, say if I'm going to the mall and it's on a Saturday, and especially in Toledo, we know how the malls get. You know, yeah. everybody is out at the mall on uh, on Saturday. Well, okay, so I'll wake up and say, oh, well, I really need to go to the mall. So today, that's what I'm going to do. I've committed to that. Okay, so now I, I do understand that there's going to be a lot of people there. What do I need to do so that I can still go to this mall? Well, once I get there, you know, yeah, I'm having, I'm, I really just want to turn around and go home and say, you know, I don't need to spend no money anyways. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I, but I need this. You know, I really, I, I haven't right. bought anything in a while. I really need this. So what I do is immediately when I step into the mall, I am scanning, immediately scanning. I am taking uh, um, a, a estimate of how many people I believe are here. Okay. Cause have, cause when I know a number now it doesn't have to be the exact number but when I have a good idea of how many people are there I can start to talk to myself like okay well it's only you know 50 people and they're really isolated right here so you know just don't go in these stores until you start start seeing it clear out or say okay well there's a lot of people in the food court right now so you know I'll pass on getting something to eat let me go where there's less people at even if I'm not buying something in this store you know, let me just go to where there's less people at and calm, recollect myself again mm-hmm. so that I can get to what my goal is for me being here. You know, um, also when I'm walking through crowds, I, I, I will speed walk. I speed okay. walk. I speed walk because, well, I want to get through this crowd quicker because the longer I'm in this large crowd and congested crowd, my anger is going to show up. And I don't want my anger to show up. You know, nor I don't want to feel that way. And I potentially don't want to snap on a complete stranger. You know, that's not my character. I don't I don't want to start nothing, you know. So right. I, I walk fast and, and I walk fast in a very in a weaving motion. Like I am always looking for an open spot. I do not like people walking close next to me, close behind me or close in front of me. That's part of my social phobia. And I know this about myself. So if I'm going to put myself in that setting, you know, I have to think of, of, of ways and things that I can do before I get to the angry spot. I feel like that's my responsibility. Now that I'm aware of what my triggers are and now I'm aware of how I'm going to respond and it's not the most pleasant way, it is my responsibility to put, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Put, put things in place so that I don't get to that point. I gotcha. You know, and that comes with experience. Because did I know that at first? Absolutely. Now, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've went in a large crowd and from the outsider looking in, they're like, oh, man, she snapped. What's wrong with her? Why is she acting like that? She got an attitude. Or, you know, why is she being antisocial? Or she's stuck up or she's this, you know what I'm saying? Because the only thing I could do was let that anger show up. Because I didn't know what I could do to not get to this point. 
there I right. have enough knowledge um so yeah with with time and with experiences and with making mistakes you know um I've made plenty of mistakes you know and with each one of those I'm like well no I, I don't like how that went down like I understand why it went down and even if uh, those around me don't understand why it went down I understand and we I got to do something about this like I can't Cause like you said, in order to be successful in life, you know, you, you, you have businesses, you want to make friends, you want to network. You have, at some point you got to face this social phobia and say, you know what? Well, it's just another thing, just like the anxiety or depression or, um, whatever other condition you may be suffering from, you got to find how to make it work for you. And, 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 and I will always say this as a disclaimer, you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. So don't even waste your time giving yourself that false goal. Because it's just like, it's a waste of time. It's not going to happen. You know, your real goal should be with with each time I experience this, I want to get better at dealing with it. I want to get better at coping with it. With each time this happens. Now, if I- Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think, you know- it, it makes no sense to sit up here and, and make things tougher on yourself when you when your mind is already doing enough of that for you. You know, you right. got no. I mean, you're totally. I mean, that's so right. Mm-hmm. You got it. Like you got it. I don't want to say you got it figured out, but like that's the true. That's the meaning. That's like how life should be. You can. You should be continuously learning about yourself. Right. But but not like holding yourself back. Right. Right. Um, my social my social phobia even extended to me not driving on the highway because you got fast speed and you got a lot of people. So to yeah. me, I view that as chaotic. That's chaotic. I don't like chaotic. Chaotic really don't put me in a chaotic setting because I'm, I'm I can't deal with it. It really sets off the anxiety, which then sets off the social phobia, and it can also set off the PTSD. So, you know, it took me a while. I mean, I didn't really start getting comfortable with driving on the highway until I'm going to say 26, 27, maybe 28, you know. Um, now, can I can I get on the highway probably three times out of the week and be cool? Yes. And that that's that's a victory, you know, <laughs> someone who didn't get on the highway at all to now I can get on there three times in a week and you know and I've had people in my car with me get on there and they wouldn't they would have never guessed that at one point in time in my life I couldn't do this at all I would start panicking start crying start freaking out start shaking you know now now my body's shaking and stuff I can't even control the wheel so now I'm afraid I'm going to crash the car and it's just it, it was just right. a mess a hot mess <laughs> so you know people but but people seeing me today you know, I've actually have gotten comp or comments like, wow, dang, you really know how to drive on the highway or you're a good driver on the highway. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They have no idea, you know, but oh, it was a journey getting to that point. And, and still, you know, next week there may be a day where I'm like, no, not today. I can't get on the highway today. I just die. I can't handle right. it. And that's fine. You know, you're allowed to have a break. We have break from work. We have breaks from school. We have breaks from sports, you know, so it's okay to have a break, even when we're trying to heal ourselves in, in these mental conditions or sufferings that we may have. It's yeah. fine. 
but the, I mean, like, the first step, though, is, like, getting people to recognize it, though. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we recognize it, but it just makes me then wonder about the other people out there, I guess, because, you know, you see those, like, videos on Facebook where the girl's driving and she's, like, crying her eyes out or this little girl's getting a shot and she's going crazy, you know? <laughs> it's because she has a phobia of some sort and it's messing with her body and then people are laughing at it you know what I'm saying and and then it doesn't bring recognition to or awareness to that there's an issue going on with her this isn't a laughing matter it's more so like how can she be helped versus like you know thinking it's some comedy right and that's where it's it's left up to people that are at the point that you and I are at. It is our, I I will, I feel strong about this. It's our duty to educate, to teach people how to start digging into themselves and being in tune with themselves and start being aware of who they are, what makes them them. Not the materialistic things that you have. Those don't make you who you are, you know? So when I, when I am talking to people I make sure that I spend a good amount of time talking about that. Like, well, you know, ask yourself, watch yourself. Um, I know that may sound funny, but it, hey, it helps. You, you, you're, you're watching yourself. You're watching how you're moving through life, how you're responding thing, to things. Um, that all helps you in, in understanding who you are. Uh, pay you know pay attention to the things that you like and you don't like and then say you know do I not like this because I I naturally don't like it or because I think I don't like it and because I'm too afraid to see if I do like it you know you gotta you gotta ask yourself serious questions you can't you can't like like sugarcoat it like be like oh this is okay I you know like you kind of have to make a definition between what you to figure out who you are right I'm someone who likes fashion but I'm not someone who likes to go fishing you know what I'm saying like and it's okay I don't want to go fishing but I'll eat fish you know but it's knowing yourself and like you might like something specific and like a certain type of fish or something and but that's what makes you who you are Mm -hmm. is by knowing the smallest detail to the largest thing about you so then you can just write your own your story so you know who you are right right and not only that you know I, I've talked to many um, women who are in relationships and have these mental conditions and they don't know themselves well enough to articulate themselves to their partner and what ends up happening is a lot of unnecessary trauma even or drama You know, it's like, because you didn't know yourself well enough, you couldn't explain to your partner, I responded this way because of this. And I know I was wrong, but some days I'm not, I don't have enough control to not get to that point. And some days I do, but I will always hold myself accountable. And explain to your partner, like, you know, hey, I know you, you made a date for us to go to uh, see Miguel, you know, perform at wherever, but 
hey, and I appreciate it and I would so love to do it, but this week or this month, because I suffer from social phobia, I can't do it. And instead of ruining a great experience, because what could possibly happen is, like I said, for me, I could get angry and ruin a perfect good good night. All because social phobia showed up and I just didn't have enough control that day to, to stop it. You know, when you communicate those things to your partner, when they look at you like you're ungrateful, if, he, if they didn't know that about you, they, oh, you're ungrateful, I'll never do this for you again, or they might even break up with you, you know, whatever the case right. is. If you, if you know yourself and you can articulate and, and, and communicate that, it's, it's going to be beneficial for everyone because the thing is, you know, our, yes, you know, we sit up here and say, I am not my anxiety. I am not my depression. I am not my bipolarism. I'm not my schizophrenia. I'm not my split um, personality disorder. I'm not these things. But when we are being those things, we do cause destruction as well. And when you can't fully articulate yourself and explain and communicate with those around you, you are potentially going to destroy them as well. Because what happens is they don't understand that. Why is this person being this way? I've done nothing but give, give, give. I've done nothing but show them love. I've been nice to them. I've, I've done all of these things. Why is this person behaving this way? And guess what that person's going to start doing? They're going to st start self-doubting themselves, especially if they too are suffering from some mental illness that they may or may not be aware of. It's going to cause further situation issues because they're going to be like you know am I not good enough now oh so so doing all these things and loving a person health in a healthy way isn't good enough they'll still be mean to me you know and it's just like what let's avoid that we're not supposed to be spreading the, this anxiety and spreading depression and spreading social phobia that's not no that is never the goal and will never be the goal the goal is let's help each other and ourselves, first and foremost, learn right. to make it work for us. Not make, not let's not make this any more hard than it already is. It, anxiety and all that stuff. They they hold a great uh, title of being hard. Okay, they do that very well on their own. Why are we adding to it? You know, and if it's just as simple as because you don't know yourself well enough, so you can't communicate why you're behaving this way, that's not an excuse to me. You know, it's right. not, you know, we live in a, a um, time frame where we're so busy and focused and concerned about knowing everything about someone else. I mean, you, you have people boast all day on 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 um, social media. Oh, I'm the best investigator there is. I'll know everything about you. Even if you try to lie it, I'll know it about you. But you couldn't even sit down for five minutes and tell me everything about yourself. That's a problem. Right. You know, you should never be spending more time Chasing knowing someone else. Right. Especially when you got things in your in, in, in you know, things in your closet you need to fix. Absolutely. No, I mean, what I've learned more and more about myself is like even when it comes to my daughter, like I'm not gonna be like clean up your closet or pick up your room if mine's not picked up. Right. Like I want her to see like mommy's room is picked up mommy's been doing chores Isabella needs to do chores and she needs to make sure that her floor is clean it's like I'm not like it's just and it's just recently like I, I haven't like been I haven't like not been that person like I haven't 
like been keeping dirtiness and then like telling her to do stuff but it's just I'm more cognizant of when I'm like oh Bella did you do your laundry then I'm like did I do my laundry why am I telling my daughter to do her laundry has she have I done my you know what I'm saying right. taking care of yourself first before pushing and and trying to help or motivate or keep structured someone else keep structure on yourself because then you exude an example for someone else to then just learn from you versus you trying to be on them all the time be on yourself and figure out what it is you need to be doing yes absolutely mind mind your own business yes 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 even though a lot of people struggle with that, but it's very crucial. It's crucial. I mean, just doing that could could really turn someone's life around for the better. And and it just blows my mind that people really take that that phrase too lightly. You know, when you're healing and paying attention to yourself and minding your business, you you there's no way you can fail because you're constantly investing in yourself when you do that. Right. You know, um, and I knew even when I first found out about anxiety that I had it and even social phobia and even PTSD, I'll tell you one thing that always stayed in perspective. It will not beat me. I will not let this destroy who I believe in my heart I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be to people I come in contact with. So exactly. You know, there there was no other way for it to go other than than me to figure out really who I am, what's triggering me, what happened in my past that has led up to this point. Can I correct any of those things? Um, what do I need to do on a day-to-day basis to maintain that I stay closer to reaching my goal than not? You know, it's just, you, you have to put in the work and in the as I've said plenty of times, um, it's not going to be easy, easy at all. It's not, <laughs> you know. But yeah, no, I agree with you because, especially when you're saying, you know, when you make you make a list and you have like ten things to do and you do five of those ten things, like that's an achievement because, right. like, <laughs> like I'm a I'm a list person, so I'm like I need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And my mom is the one who is like you know if you don't get something done on your list the first day it's okay if it doesn't get done the next day but you know work towards getting it done the day after that right and it it and it now it makes more sense to me because I mean she has a mental health condition and she like she knows you know what I'm saying like she's an older woman and she's able to tell me things but like at that time I'm like okay yeah I'm just gonna do my my list not realizing that was words of encouragement for me to keep going, be persistent and stay positive and be in that good mindset. I was just like, I was just going through the motions like, okay, well, this is the less I need to get done. Oh, I didn't get done with this. And like, sometimes I would like beat myself up about it. Like, why can't I just done that? I had like, like this extra time. And then I'm like, I'm not thinking like, but the time I didn't, the time I didn't use to do this, I was doing something else. Like it wasn't like, I was just sitting down or maybe I was sitting down and relaxing because that's what my body was telling me to. So you also have to listen to yourself and what your body's telling you, but like your body and your mind, they are in the same human body, but like they, sometimes they don't align. Right. Yes. 
Yes. And understanding that will be more of a benefit to you than not. <laughs> right. Because it'll allow you on days where you fell short of your goal to say, hey, this happens though. This is part of that balance of life. You know, some days they will be aligned. Some days they won't. But as we just said, you don't get discouraged. You say, well, that tomorrow I'm going to make sure that they're aligned or I'm going to really work towards them being aligned. Right. Cause I, I, and I like love, I personally, I love making lists of what I have to do because maybe I got done a few things, but I still have a lot to do the next day, but mm-hmm. I still have more things I need to do on my next day. And it, it makes kind of like I can, I get creative with, right. you know, oh, well, maybe I don't really need to do, do this. It would actually more align with this. And I can, it helps you readjust. You have to be yes. flexible with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, <laughs> there's so many like seconds and milliseconds and like, there's, there's, there's limited time in the day. That's awesome. But it's what you do with it. It's like, being aware of every action you put into play like you are in control of it like whatever you put into your body is what's going to be helpful or harmful for you but also what you say or where you go or what you do or what you don't do it's it can either be harmful or it could be a learning lesson so that the next time you can be better or that you can learn It's, it's it's like a weird little chain right you're absolutely correct. That's great. The chain of life. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> and I mean, speaking on the chain of life, I know you spoke about wanting to talk about um, mothers or parents with children and having a mental health condition. Yes. So I would love to do that um maybe like next week sometime we can see how our schedules work i i when i would start doing the research and realizing the triggers that kids have or how they'll act out in certain ways mm-hmm. it it makes me more empathetic which is something i'm working on to to be like oh they're they're crying because they're hungry or they're they're crying because they just want attention but they're they're they might be experiencing something like I only have one kid but I love kids so I'm like you know I'm having a sleepover with like 11 nine-year-olds tomorrow and I'm so glad that a mom told me like you know my daughter she's really scared she's her first big sleepover if she starts crying or once like can't fall asleep or something call me I'll come get her you know Uh and you know I was so happy that first off that a, a parent knows that they've recognized it and that her daughter knows herself well enough right. to communicate that. Yep. Yep. See. So that's what I, I just love how the little girls act and especially when they're together how they all just they just mesh very well but I think it's also because they, they know themselves and they know each other and I just like look at my daughter and I just like, I was like, I just want to look at you all the time so that my facial expression just shows what you show because you know who you are. And I oh. want you to stay this way. Hey. Yes. Yes. Hey, that, that's a very powerful person when they know who they are. Yes. 
Yes. And but also as a parent, you have to you you have to do a little molding, but you have to be praying yeah. a lot. You have to let someone who's not there be in control to make sure that like it's so like I have anxiety with her going to school, her going to her friends, her going to soccer practice and me just stepping out to go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Like I get anxiety over that, but like I'm like, she's nine years old. Like she, she, she knows my number, you know, stuff like that. But like, as a parent with a social phobia and anxiety and fear, like it's almost like when are they at the right age where like the anxiety doesn't need to be there because they know who they are, they know what actions they need to take to be safe, right? Yes, and I, I have a great, um answer to that or at least um, shed light on my experience but I will save it for when we do um, have that conversation yes that's awesome yes well cool I'm excited for the next episode and for people to listen to this and just to wake up yes (laughs) and thank you once again for um, allowing me to speak I greatly appreciate it You are so welcome. I love our conversations and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. You have a good evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the findyourstyle.life Project Liz behind the scenes podcast. I am founder Elizabeth Richardson. I'm excited to bring you my connections in my network, my tribe that I've formed and my passions and the steps I'm taking as well as the behind the scenes of my family, the things we're doing, the crazy things, all the excitement and laughter and memories I want to create with my family after taking that big leap um, into doing my own thing. So I am excited to connect with you. So connect with me on social media. You can type in findyourstyle.life. That's F-I-N-D-Y-O-U-R-S-T-Y-L-E dot L-I-F-E. That's our website as well. And you can catch us on Twitter, on Instagram, and all those great social media outlets. But definitely like our page on Facebook. Type in that if you're following and make sure you subscribe to our channel that you're listening to for your favorite podcast.